Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Coaches Don't Play podcast. I'm your host, Blake Zettler, joined by my co-host, partner in crime, as always, David Cherub. But today, we're also joined by another host, Brandon Wayne, college basketball enthusiast, sports enthusiast, whatever you want to call him. Brandon Wayne, tell the people what you're about. What's up? I'm a big, uh, you know, Florida State fan up in here, so uh, March Madness is a little bit special to me around this time of year. So uh, since we don't have football anymore, so, uh, <laughs> let's go, boys. Let's get into some March Madness. Yeah, I'm sure you're uh, pretty happy that Florida State isn't playing football anymore for this year. But I'm pretty excited <laughs> about that, actually. <laughs> so, All right, well, the first topic I wanted to get into uh, – there's a lot of, you know, big winners and losers from, you know, the conference tournaments, conference championships. Uh, if you guys have any teams you guys thought picked up steam or, you know, lost a little bit, maybe a player went down or maybe, you know, this coaching staff just really wasn't getting it done through the tournament. Any teams, you know, you thought, you know, just gained momentum were better through the conference tournament than you thought they were going to be seeing them in the regular season. Did any guys have any breakout teams that you thought just really came on at the right time? Uh, I think Georgetown's the obvious answer for a team that came on yeah. during the tournament. Uh, I don't think anybody expected them to win the Big East. I mean, they haven't won it since 2007. Patrick Ewing hasn't done a great job since he's been at Georgetown. Withstanding how much of a legend he is in both college and pro basketball, a lot of people thought coaching wasn't for him anymore. But the way Georgetown played in the tournament, if you saw them, I mean, the win over Creighton, they just physically dominated them the whole game. I mean, it was return to old Big East-style bully basketball that we haven't seen in a long time, you know. And I think that's a dangerous team in the tournament. That's a great 5-12 upset that might happen. I, I think a lot of people are picking that. That could be a sweet 16 team if things roll out for them the correct way. So. Yeah, I think, uh, I think I've think i picked that upset in almost every single bracket. Uh, the thing I like about Georgetown is, you know, they got a little swagger to them. You know, Patrick Ewing, you know, he got disrespected. He said, Madison Square Garden, this is my house. He's like, I got to get checked by security. <laughs> I, don't think he, I don't think he was vibing with that very much. And, you know, Georgetown came in and you know they play they played some bully basketball like you said Brandon and they just got the dub you know David I want to ask you you know big Ohio State guy everybody knows uh Illinois uh, are they for real David from what you've seen um <clears throat> well after playing them three times this year Illinois is definitely for real we won one 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 we won one and lost two against them uh both two games that we lost were very close though um, I'm just glad that we snapped our four-game losing streak and went on a little hot run and, you know, had a feed old the old bitch up in the north. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but no, Illinois is a great team. Uh, they're playing great basketball right at the perfect time entering the tournament. Uh, very well-deserving of the Big Ten Championship and very well-deserving of the number one seed. So, yeah, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm here to talk about what everybody loves to talk about. SEC basketball, baby. The powerhouse that is the SEC in college basketball. All jokes aside, a uh, huge Alabama guy. I think you guys probably know that from the past episodes. Alabama won the SEC championship. Probably should have been playing Arkansas, but drew the, the bigger of the two straws, I guess you could say. Got LSU. You know, uh, Saying that I was a little bit nervous would have been an understatement. You know, Alabama, you know, has a has a nice little trend they like to, you know, go with where they get down by double digits, you know, at half and have to come all the way back and win nail biters. Uh, hopefully that doesn't continue into the tournament. But if it does, they just keep winning. 
as Al Davis says, just win, baby. Uh, all I'm going to say is I don't know how LSU missed those last two shots. Like they had, they took a three. It was not a bad attempt. They got the rebound, missed the layup, and then got the rebound again, and then missed the second shot. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, come on! It's it, it was just you know they were nervous. You know it was the SEC. You know it just means more. You know they were just really nervous. I mean, in a big situation like that, you know I don't think LSU, if you asked them before the tournament, thought that they were going to be there. But you know it works out in Alabama's favor. Alabama's a a nice high seed in the tournament. And, you know, it's just hopefully, you know, they, they ride this wave, you know, they get hot because I'm not super confident. I'm not going to lie to you. SEC basketball isn't exactly the brand that, you know, it once was, you know, when Calipari was running it. But but, <laughs> but uh, he's had a little bit of a little bit of a slump. A little bit of slump. And uh, his, his performance as of late. But uh, Brandon, ACC tournament, big Knowles guy. Uh I just want to ask Big you. Big choke artist. <laughs> uh, some would say the Knowles did, in fact, choke in the championship game. Uh, are you worried about the Knowles, uh, you know, perpetuation of just turning the ball over at random times? Or do you think that's gonna they're going to lose that habit in the, in, you know, the tournament? I'm going to tell you something right now. I've been following Florida State basketball for as long as I've been following Florida State football. And if there's one thing I know, it's that Leonard Hamilton won't put up with their crap for another game if they do something like that. I mean, it's just it's just pathetic. I mean, Georgia Tech doesn't belong on the same court as Florida State does right now, and we let them in the game. I mean, we lose by five points with 25 turnovers, an ACC tournament record, and we lose by five points to Georgia Tech. You turn the ball over five less times, we probably win by double digits. You turn the ball over by ten less times, an average amount for Florida State this year, 15 turnovers per game. We probably win about by 20 points at least at that point rate. I mean, just watching the game, like, you know, Georgia Tech's biggest player, Moses Wright, about 6'8", six, 6'9", six, running center out there. Our point guard, Scotty Barnes, is six foot nine. When you have an advantage like that, you're thinking, like, why don't we get the ball into the post? You know, just absolutely just, you know, use our size to our advantage. But, you know, apparently, you know, our players thought that playing perimeter basketball for most of the game was the best idea. So, yeah, I don't really know. What's your what's your thoughts on my man from Georgia Tech, Jose Alvarado? All right. So, uh, non-biased aside, I hate him almost as much as I hated Grayson Allen when he was at Duke. I mean, the kid literally he, he has no offensive game. I mean, he, you know, he averages 14 a game just because he's so small he can dribble between people's legs. Um, like, Jesus Christ. I mean, like, yeah, he's a great defensive He did pick player. y'all's pockets five times. Yeah, a lot of reach-ins, but we're not going to talk about that. His highlight tape was literally just grabbing wrists and stealing the ball. But, you know, you know what? I mean, Jay Billis was fine talking about him for the entire game instead of, you know, the actual best team in the ACC. Yeah, my man Jay Billis, if, if he saw Jose Alvarado on, on Tinder or something, my man would have gotten swipe excited. Right. Let's just say That's that. That's a swipe right. That's uh, a super like. Words he used to describe Jose Alvarado were Marvel, uh, once in a lifetime, certain, certain things like that. You know, Jay Billis was just, he's probably the biggest Jose Alvarado fan I've ever seen in my life. Uh, and it was just, it you know, it was a great game by Georgia Tech. I won't lie to you, but I'm gonna tell you guys something that I told our friend Sean. 
if you listened to that game and didn't have the graphics themselves on the television and you just listened to Jay Bill is calling the game, you'd be thinking Jose Alvarado was having Michael Jordan's 63-point performance <laughs> in Boston Garden. Like, literally, you would be. like, And the kid had what? 13, 12? 13, 13 points. points. He went 0 for 4 from 3 and 4 for 11. Not only 0 for 4 from 3, but three of those attempts were wide open threes on fast breaks. Not nothing, nothing less than that. I mean, seriously, like the kid's a good player, but he's not Michael Jordan like Jay Billis was making him out to be, man. Well, enough about Georgia Tech and their mediocre basketball. Um, any thoughts on the MJ Walker slump? Uh, you know, he's been dealing with a lot of tendonitis this season. We really haven't had many breaks, but you see him pop off after our two COVID breaks this year. He's had great games for long stretches after those. It just seems like, uh, like early season, especially before those knee problems started, um, you know, he's a great shooter, shoots over 40% from three this season, second team all ACC. So he's, he's got the talent. He's a McDonald's All-American coming out of high school. Been there for four years, team captain, everything. Where where he goes, this team goes, in my opinion. Like, yeah, we have Scotty Barnes. He's a great player, lottery pick. Um, Raekwon Gray, also a great player. But MJ Walker leads this team, man. Just like last year, Trent Forrest led Florida State in the point guard position. We need him to play well. He's a step slow on defense right now with those knee problems, and he's not getting the bend bending the knees that he needs for his three-point shot right now. It's coming out a lot more flat, even his free throws are at this point in time. So, as I said, wherever he goes, the team goes. Can we talk about one of the most exciting players currently in college basketball? Cade Cunningham single-handedly just dookied on Baylor himself. Those two clutch trays at the end of the game. Well... Uh, I'm to call myself a college basketball fan. That would probably be an absolute lie. Uh, I'm basically just on this podcast to facilitate conversation. But one thing I do know about Oklahoma State basketball is that Kate Cunningham is a dangerous man. The Barstool has posted, I don't even know how many things about this man in the past 48 hours, but that's about half my feed on Twitter. It's just Cade Cunningham content. But one thing I do know is that Baylor is a pretty darn good basketball team, the little knowledge that I do have about him. And uh, I think Cade Cunningham, you know, I don't know, that man was feeling himself during the game. He's been feeling himself all season, apparently. And uh, uh, Oklahoma State's apparently a pretty pretty darn good basketball team. And uh, watch, watching the first round of the tournament because they're hot right now. I don't think there's any question that he's going to be the number one overall pick in, in the NBA draft this year. I mean, Jalen Suggs originally this season with Gonzaga was a little bit of competition for him. But, I mean, when you single-handedly beat the Baylor basketball team, not only that, I know you all watched the game, the, the face he made after every shot. There wasn't any excitement. There wasn't no. anything. That was pure, like, killer instinct in Kate Cunningham. Cold, like, ice yeah. cold. Like, I mean, he just looked like he was ready for defense now. Like, slap the floor, old Scott-style Duke basketball, you know? It's like, I mean, I'm not going to say this, but the last time I've seen – a guy like that that looks like that after he hits a shot, you know, his name was Kobe Bean Bryant, and before that, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So, yeah, I will say uh, it seems like he does have Mamba-like tendencies. You know, we don't like to throw that around very often. You know, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, 
Uh, I mean, doesn't really matter what your top five looks like. Those two players are probably in there somewhere. Uh, you know, the thing about Kid Cunningham is like, uh, you know, he's riding a high right now. Hopefully, the team around him probably not not what you would want to see if you're an Oklahoma State basketball basketball fan, but at least he you know is balling out. He's playing at the level you want to see, and uh, hopefully you know into the tournament he can do what he do what he does, and Oklahoma State can make a nice little run here. Uh, moving on, you know what was we're gonna look forward to what is going to be. Uh, the tournament, you know, it's not really set in stone. You gotta to to play some of these playing games. Uh, do you guys have any how many sleeper teams do you think that can make a solid run, or do you guys think that there's not gonna be very many upsets? Um, Georgetown, like I said earlier, if they continue doing what they're doing, um, they can make a run. Colgate, I have a good really feeling about sleeper. Colgate. Uh, they're one of the top scoring offenses in the nation. Um, a lot of people say you need to look out for North Carolina because of their big men. I'm big on North Carolina. We'll have to see because if they win their first-round game against Wisconsin, they do play Baylor. Baylor is dangerous. Um, as far as other teams, you could say Florida State's a sleeper team since they are a fourth seed, and Michigan is without one of their star players. Um, no offense, but Alabama is not the strongest two-seed Anywho. It just means more, is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> it, it, it just means more. The SEC basketball, I mean, the brand, I mean, Calipari, I mean, he's built it from the ground up. Calamari? <laughs> We're not talking about Kyler Murray right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> if Michigan State would have made a run in the Big Big Ten tournament, if they would have lost to Maryland in the first round, I would have said. They're going to be UCLA. You, you would. I would look out for Michigan State. They're a solid team. they Beaten every single one seed except for Baylor and Gonzaga. Uh, they beat you know Ohio State, of course. They've beaten a lot of the top teams. So I'd keep my eye on old old Michigan State because of Tom Izzo. You know, hey, Rutgers too. He's got them boys going. Um, still I don't think the, don't, the only thing about Rutgers yeah, is Houston. That's a tough one. I think I think they'll. This is just my opinion. I think they should handle Clemson pretty well. Yeah, Clemson a, likes to take a lot of horrible shots from three. Win, if we're being honest, for Rutgers, I, not, a, not I, a good look for our South Carolina audience. My, in my personal opinion, I would look out for that Tennessee Oregon State game because Oregon State shoots a very high percentage number of threes. So I'd keep an eye on Oregon State upsetting Tennessee. Tennessee's got a lot of talent though. They can put it together. Yeah, but there's always that 5-12 matchup. I know. If they can put it together, that well, see, my 5-12 matchup that I think is Creighton. If Creighton comes out flat like they did against Georgetown, they're going to lose their, their first game. I mean, if Villanova also missing their star point guard, five seed, they're missing two of their best players that both got injured during the Big East tournament and one of the final games of the regular season. You know, you never know with Winthrop. You know, I mean, a few – Past South Carolina teams have made some upsets. I mean, Walford a few years ago had a, yeah. had a little good run there. I mean, that small town from uh, that small school from Clemson yeah. had a little run with 16. 16. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, you just, you never know. I mean, when you're missing your senior leader and your best player, you know, and you also lose your second best player on your team, Ryan, with Ryan Gillespie, you know. There's always a good chance of an upset when that happens. All it takes in the NCAA tournament is one team to get hot shooting, and that's it. And your your run is over. I mean, it's one and done. I think either whoever wins Wichita, Wichita State, 
and Drake will beat Southern Cal. I also agree Pers- with that. Personal opinion. Outside of Evan Mobley, Southern Cal really doesn't have any great players. So, you know. I think it's safe to say this year um, we're not going to see any 16s beat any 1s. No. Um, I think it's also safe to say I think all the two seeds are fine. But they should be. Should be. We've seen in the past. I mean, Michigan State lost. Michigan to a State did seed. lose to a 15 seed. So did Duke one year. That is, so this is you, true. You never really know. But I, I also agree with that. I really don't think we're going to see too many high seeds upsetting too many of uh, the lower seeds, you know, the twos and the ones. But two. I do think with the pandemic and teams not playing as many games this year, and also on top of that, no preseason. There's going to be situations that some of these guys on the five, three seats haven't gotten into yet where they haven't seen at all. They're not going to be prepared for it. And as I said, I mean, with the three-point shot now, all it takes is a team to get hot from the field before the game and your season's over. So, Two teams that I would look out for, one being Texas. Texas came off their, you know, one in their conference tournament, knocking off the hot Oklahoma State. I'd look at them maybe making a run to the Elite Eight. Um, another team that I would look out for that's another hot team, unfortunately they lost, did not win their conference championship, was West Virginia. West Virginia is a team that can get going and they can get going quick. I'd look out for them to make a pretty deep run. Um, I actually have them beating Houston to go to the Elite Eight. I'll take a point off this too. The team you mentioned earlier, uh, North Carolina, as you guys yes. know, I'm really big on North Carolina this year. I mean – they don't have great shooting on the outside. You know, that Caleb Love's talented point guard. And, um, you know, Leaky Black, good defender, especially on the perimeter. But what really sets them apart is two things. It's their size inside. It doesn't matter if you if you play great defense for 29 seconds of the shot clock and they miss the shot. When they have four guys who can rotate in that are as good as other teams starting centers and they get, you know, almost 50% of their missed shots or offensive rebound opportunities. That's an extra possession right there. They might miss again. They might get another offensive rebound. I saw it against Florida State three times this year. So, I mean, they got physical presence inside, you know, and the other advantage they have over almost every team in this tournament is Roy Williams. I mean, that's – coaching goes a long way. Roy Williams has won three national championships – He's been there. He's done that. You know, never know with a team like that if they get hot going into the tournament. Yeah, I also wanted to add it, uh, a topic we've touched on a little bit with the pandemic. Uh, we talked about it a lot with, you know, football, even, you know, a little bit of the NBA, all the stuff like that. The pandemic really stresses pep preparation and having experience. And you hit on that a little bit with uh, Roy Williams and, and you know, UNC. Uh, you know, how much do you think experience is really going to matter to these teams? And do you think that teams like Gonzaga, who are always in the mix, are going to have a very, very nice advantage over teams that, you know, aren't usually involved? Or do you think that because the pandemic has just thrown everything just out the window that maybe, you know, we'll see a little bit more upsets just because the preparation just isn't quite there for a lot of these teams? Um, Personally, because Ohio State, we have a lot of older players. I think we have like a couple of freshmen that play. Um, but typically we have a lot of juniors and seniors and a few sophomores that play. Um, I think they'll be a little bit more prepared because they've been around basketball so long. They've already Some of these teams have already had multiple players already in the tournament. You know what to expect. The nerves are running high and everything like that. Um, but you have that, you know, leadership from, you know, older teammates and stuff like that that will help. 
Um, I don't think you're going to see like a, a Duke with Zion or RJ Barrett or anything like that, which is just a group of freshmen. And then they're going to make a deep run. Um, a lot of these teams have a lot of uh, older players on the team. Like Gonzaga has a lot of older players. Baylor has a lot of older players. Ohio State has a lot of older players. Michigan has a lot of older players. Florida State has a lot of older players. I think the only team that 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 doesn't have a lot of older players is Illinois because their star player is a freshman. But the way that Illinois plays, they play like they've been playing together for a very, very long time. I think this is one year that you could say that there won't be many upsets, but, you know... It is March Madness, and they call it Madness for a reason, so you never know with this. Yeah, I want to agree with your point there because, as you guys have seen this year, you know, there's two big teams missing from this tournament. They're typical one-and-done schools. So I think preparation really does play a factor in this because we don't see Duke up there, and nope. we don't see Kentucky up there. And another typical one-and-done school that's been great, Elite Eight team, you know, won the national championship, uh, Arizona. Not up there either. Arizona hasn't been like that for a while. No, they haven't. I mean, really, the only two blue bloods that we see up there are you know North Carolina, obviously, and Kansas, and that's it. I mean, really, this year, like Indiana, nowhere to be found. No, for for a long time. I mean, yeah, Virginia, eh, kind of a blue blood, but we're not really going to put them in there. I mean, they're they're a new blood. Yeah, there's just not a lot of teams. UCLA might make it in. Possibly if they win their game, I don't see them beating Michigan State. But, I mean, you're not seeing the two biggest brand names in all of college basketball in the tournament because 10 years ago they switched to one-and-done players. And what really helps them is the preseason, you know, the first games of the year where they play those big tournaments, big teams, you know, get their experience for March for everything. You don't see them up here. You know, like they have great talent, great players, great coaches, but – Kentucky was what didn't even get ten wins this year. I mean, no, I th- they might have maybe might have gotten five hundred. Yeah. And then Duke had to win the ACC tournament to make the NCAA yeah. tournament. So I mean, it's just it was senior leadership and junior leadership guys who've been there, played big games, been against those teams. That really really matters this year. Well, one thing that I think going off of what you said, one thing that also will help is playing those big teams. And as we know. During the season, Gonzaga versus Baylor was canceled, which probably would have been the biggest game of the year. Um, not going to not you know picking on Gonzaga, but they haven't played anyone big. Don't get me wrong; they're a solid team. They're a great scoring team who they play, and they're you know got great defense and everything like that. But as like far as like Baylor and all those other teams in Illinois and Ohio State and Florida State and all of them, they played the big teams and they played each other and they've gone at it. So they have that experience in the big games and, you know, going down to the wire like Ohio State and Illinois went into overtime in the Big Ten Championship. And, you know, Florida State went down to the wire with North Carolina in the semifinal and everything like that. So I'd look out for teams like that. Not saying that Gonzaga is, you know, going to bow out in the round of 32 or anything like that. But I'd look for those more experienced teams to, like, come out of the gate just going quick and going out of fast. I will say this, though. You know, we played Gonzaga the last three times in the tournament. <laughs> They're no joke. We no. won one of those three games. And I, because, you know, it's almost become a rivalry at this point to meet each other in the Sweet 16. And I will say this about them. I am one of the biggest 
proponents of them joining a big conference because I yes. get on them every single year. They're like the Notre Dame of basketball. Or Clemson, even, of football, like, pretty much. I mean, this is their equivalent, like, you know, with the ACC down. But, you know, they play a lot of good teams out of conference, but that's 20 games ago. I mean, they haven't played hardly anybody since. I mean, they got taken down to the wire in their conference championship game. BYU yeah. should have, but – um. You know, you know, in typical, they they did their best uh, Falcons impression and choked that one away. <laughs> but, all uh, right, all right. You don't have to. You don't have to bring the Falcons into this, bro. All right, the Falcons. The Falcons were packing their bags by week eight of the NFL season. All right, they ain't got nothing to do with March. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> to go on to this topic, since I actually got to you know butt in, get a get a word in edgewise with these two these two basketball fanatics. Okay. Well. Uh, so, yeah, I, that's a part that a lot of people like about college basketball is that uh, talent, you know, in the NBA, you see all these super teams really running the NBA. Yeah, uh, all the talk is, yeah, all the talk is about the Lakers, the Nets, like, like the teams, you know, small market teams like the Pacers, shout out to our friend Matthew. They're never going to the get Hornets. any airtime. The Hornets. They're not, they're never going to get any airtime. <laughs> but in college basketball, some of these guys, some of the, the small white guys that can shoot threes. They're finally going to get some spotlight because now they're going to be part of a cohesive unit, like for example Gonzaga or Iowa, and they're finally going to be able, you know, especially Iowa. yeah, especially Iowa, basically, you know, you know, Loyola Chicago from a couple years ago, <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's just you know stuff like that is just fun to watch. But you know, the thing about Gonzaga and a lot of people like to drive this home with them, uh, they got to finish. And speaking of finishing, this is a great segue. I'm going to put all your chips to the center of the table. Who's taking it this year? You're not allowed to, you know, dodge the question. Who do you think it is? This is the big boy moment. Take your pick. Okay, so I've actually spoke to Brandon about this. Um, Watching the Big Ten Championship yesterday, Illinois, they jumped out on Ohio State quick, and it was quick. Yeah, Ohio State went started out shooting like one for 16, and it was horrible. But Illinois was playing great, and they jumped out to a 17-point lead. Obviously, Ohio State called their way back and got back into the game, you know, forced OT and everything like that, and still kept it close. Um, playing Illinois three times this year, only beating them once. I'm really big on Illinois. They got a big man inside who's, you know, seven foot, weighs like 280, 290 pounds. Great shooting. Great, he's a great shooter. Um, you know, they got the freshman who's a great shooter. They're all around a great Great team. They got players off the bench. They got really good role players that can come off the bench and you know, do what the you know the team needs them to do and you know score points and everything like that. Um, I'm riding big on Illinois. I think Illinois is going to make a deep run, if not win the whole thing. All right. So for me, I've gone through. The, I mean, obviously the four one seeds are like by far the favorites this year. It's not even close. I mean, yeah. And for most of this year, we've had an elite group between Baylor and Gonzaga that nobody has really touched. I mean, Michigan jumped Baylor one time in the polls, which I disagreed with personally because Baylor had shown nothing to say that they should drop from two to three. Baylor has been a different team since their COVID pause, and not for the good. A little bit worse, don't finish games. I mean, against Oklahoma State, they were up by nine with like five minutes remaining. Like They should have a great team like Baylor – all that talent should have 
just stomped him out right there. Finished One thing I will say about Baylor is we've known that they have choked in the tournament. That is also true. And uh, Yale did out-rebound them one but year. They all, they've never had a player like Jared Butler, who I've also talked to David <laughs> about. i played point guard for most of my life, and the, the way he plays point guard position is, is a way that they can win in March. They have good rebounding, good shooting. But uh, what I will say is that I've picked three brackets so far. I've picked Illinois like David did in one, but it's really, really hard for me to not just be typical this year and pick Gonzaga to win because that is a really, really good team Mark Few has. It is the best team he's ever had at Gonzaga. They almost won the national title against North Carolina yeah. just three years ago. And that North Carolina team was one of the best I've seen personally. Those two North Carolina teams that went back almost back to back titles, if it weren't for a miracle three point buzzer beater. And um, I will say this Gonzaga, if they keep rolling like they are, there's not a team in the country that can beat them, most likely. But John Rothstein, my favorite guy on college basketball, says this is March. You know, this isn't anarchy. This is college basketball. Anything could happen. Gonzaga could lose in the round of 32 for all we know. All the one seeds could lose in the round of 32 in Sweet 16 for all we know, man. It's not an exact science, but if I had to put money on it, I would pick Gonzaga. You know, I've really crunched the numbers. You know, I've really thought about this, you know. I just went back, you know, I've been watching college basketball for about a solid four days now (laughs) this year. And uh, it's really, you know – a team that I've absolutely just seen pop off the TV screen to me is is Illinois. I think Illinois, it probably they're when you're talking about getting hot at the right time, Illinois is on fire right now when it comes to just playing aggressively, rebounding, playing good defense, and also being effective effective on the offensive end of the floor. I mean, Ohio State, you know, they jumped out on Ohio State, as David said. Uh, you know, they kept it, you know, they kept it almost at arm's length the entire game. Ohio State came back a little bit at the end, but they closed it out with a with a nice little showing in the, you know, at the very end of the game. But Illinois, believe it or not, is not my pick. And I think I'm going to go very typical. And I'm also going to agree with Brandon and say that Gonzaga is probably the team that I would pick as of right now if you put a gun to my head and said, if they don't win, you die, I would say Gonzaga is hands down, I think, my favorite to win. Uh, don't put a lot of stock on that. wouldn't go to the bank. As I said, no expert. But, uh, I mean, Gonzaga, they're just too good right now, man. I don't know what what other team I would pick. Illinois is probably my other pick. But, you know, to be, you know, as unoriginal as possible, I'll also pick Gonzaga. But I mean, uh, <laughs> the fact that I texted this man right after Selection Sunday and said, while they were picking the West region, thank God we're not in Gonzaga's region. Not only because we played them the last three times in the tournament, but this year they're different than I've seen before. I mean, Jalen Suggs is just a tremendous player. He's going to be the number two overall pick at least top three easily i mean any team would be lucky to have him and you know mark few's doing a great job with gonzaga they've been to the final four made it to the national title game and you know i i've watched a lot of college basketball but there's guys obviously on espn stuff cbs you know more than me and most of them are riding with gonzaga too so i i think that's a very very solid pick it is basic and it is trendy but it's 
also very probable. So sometimes the numbers just don't lie and the stats are trending towards Gonzaga and I tend to agree with them. One thing that I will say is maybe people don't think Illinois is going to win it because they watched the Big Ten Championship and they saw how they jumped out on Ohio State and let Ohio State come back in the game. But going back to what we said earlier, you got to get Illinois' a young team and Ohio State is an older team, and so they have that experience. But Illinois did close the game out and did win the game. But, you know, this is March, and experience goes a long way. Like, you know, Brandon said, Duke's not in it. You know, Duke has, you know, Mike Krzyzewski, who's probably the you know, greatest greatest football <laughs> basketball coach ever, if I can speak English. You know, Roy Williams, North Carolina's in it, but North Carolina doesn't have, like, that star-studded talent like they usually do, but I'd still look out for them. But uh, I'm just going to have to disagree with y'all. I'm still, I'm still on Illinois. Cody, he's a big guy inside, and they love feeding him, and he dominated Luca Garza. He we'll dominated him. We'll say this. Not just biased. If Florida State plays at their best, we can make a run to the Final Four. I don't think we'll win the national. Title. I agree. I do think that last year, if the freaking season hadn't been canceled, we were in the national champions. One hundred percent. We played tough schedule in the country. We lost four games. I mean, come on, man. He really had to cancel that. They could have put this game. They could put the tournament in Indiana like they did, like they did this year. What? Okay, yeah. So I mean, you know, overall. We could make a deep run. I, I love our region. I've said this multiple times because, you know, Michigan missing, you know, possibly their best player in Isaiah Livers. You know, that's, that's great. Um, Alabama has a tendency to get behind, like Blake said. Like, <laughs> that is very dangerous. I wouldn't even call it a tendency. Honestly, I'm pretty sure it's part of the game who, plan at who this they point. they are at this point. I mean, you know, both of their last games, they've been down by – double digits at the very minimum and you know in our run in our run i mean you know texas also dangerous team i do think that what we're overlooking is the fact that kansas game against texas was canceled because kansas is hot right now too and nobody's talking about it they yes, just beat baylor but they have that covid they have a covid I know they well did. that mess with them but they just beat baylor before that and that is very hard team to beat. What Baylor has two losses this year. Yes, I think yeah. two losses. So I mean, and they're one of the only two. Them and Kate Cunningham. So, Kate Cunningham, I mean, baby. You know, I, I love mean, how we're not even referring to them as Oklahoma State. We're just referring to them as Come Kate, on, Cunningham. Yes, Kate Cunningham. So we're changing their name officially from the Oklahoma State Cowboys to the Oklahoma State Cunninghams. <laughs> if y'all want to, <laughs> just for this tournament. All right, well, Cade Cunningham and his antics aside, uh, we are about to pick the definitive bracket. I said not to take anything I said to the bank, but I was lying to you. We're going to pick the definitive bracket. Just bet your house on it. Take out a new mortgage, refinance. Put all your savings. <laughs> Just, you, guys like the, you guys like the GameStop, you know, all those stocks. Everybody was gambling with This crypto. is a stonk. This, this right here, right now, you're going to make millions, billions even. To the moon, baby. To the moon. This is basically Dogecoin, but a million times better. So right. are we Are we liking that all the one seeds advance out of the round of 64? Of course. Are we in agreement with all the one this seeds? This isn't a Virginia year. All right. Are we, are, how do we feel about the two seeds? Do all the two seeds advance? Uh, I have every two seed advancing right now. 
Do we have any anyone that wants to contest all the two seeds advancing? Um, can you answer a question about the hypothetical in the game? How many points is Alabama down at halftime? Um, let's see. They're playing Iona. Oh, I am. <laughs> see, the thing that, about Iona that's is the, that's the big question. Is that see, the, the four thing, days I've been watching college basketball, Alabama, they love. They, as the, we said multiple the times. The thing about Iona is their coach. Their coach, baby. You know, watch out for them. And they, you know, went right through their tournament. But I think Alabama gets it done. Yeah. I think they're actually leading at half. I'm going to give them another That's leading a, half. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. If there was a prop bet on that, you probably make you a lot of money. But but I also agree. I think, uh, all jokes aside, I think Alabama probably does advance in Hon- that situation. honestly think Houston's uh, smoking. Man, poor old Cleveland State. Sorry, Cleveland State. All right. As far as the three seeds, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that Kansas automatically they're gonna they're gonna be Eastern Washington. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Now here comes the big topic of Arkansas versus Colgate. I'm really liking Colgate because Colgate is a very hot team. They can score. They're averaging 86 points a game. I, I like Colgate personally. That's gonna be a run and gun type matchup because Arkansas is also a very high scoring team, which means that could go either way. Um, I also picked the Colgate upset in my bracket, so uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, Arkansas. I basically as an Alabama fan, uh, I was like in the championship. We're playing Arkansas, basically. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. But Arkansas, you know, they really disappointed me. Uh, they ran into LSU, and they just almost had no answers. They just they just looked out of out of touch, out of place. They looked like at some at some point they just looked like they didn't even know where they were on the basketball court. I mean, and I think that uh, Colgate, as you guys said, hot team. You know, jack up a lot of shots, they like to score points, and I think Arkansas they might catch them flat footed. And I agree. All right, we got our first upset: Colgate over number three Arkansas. Going down to the other ones. Um, we in agreement that West Virginia will beat Morehead State. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Well, we in agreement that Texas will beat. You know. You know. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, obviously. I'm gonna go ahead and say yeah. I'm pretty sure that they they probably will get that. Although one. a lot of people are saying that Abilene Christian is a very good team. They, they are. They are a good team, but you got to remember, wins. Texas is coming off that. Yeah, they know? are right now. They're. Pretty hot championship. Team, so. I, I I really I really like Texas. So yeah. on one of the most dangerous teams to pick, in my personal opinion, in NCAA tournament because West Virginia, I mean Virginia is very boring to watch. They play very fundamental basketball. As we saw, they got upset as a one seed, but they did come back the next year and win it all. How are we feeling about them playing the Ohio Bobcats? I'll say this: Ohio is a hot team. Unless COVID really affects Virginia, though, I don't see them losing because, I mean, that defense is smothering. You have to have athleticism to beat that defense. You have to the, – the key to beating Virginia is – is and we've, we've played them a lot over the past few years, so obviously. So the key to beating them is turning turning them over. You got you to gotta get turnovers on, on one end of the floor, and you gotta, you got to be able to get out in the fast break before you – before you know. One thing that I just learned is that Ohio did play Illinois and only lost by two. As I said, they're a very hot team. They could they could beat Virginia. So who's your pick? I picked Virginia. Okay. Blake, who's your pick? I'm going to buck the trend 
and go Ohio just because I don't think I can tolerate watching Virginia play another game of basketball. Uh, I think they play a very, very boring brand of basketball. I actually got to see them play in person when uh, David and I went to go watch uh, Duke and Zion play Taco Fall and uh, UCF. That was that was interesting. Uh, we also got to watch the doubleheader. Virginia was also there. Uh, I'm pretty sure I was asleep by halftime. Oh, uh, so boring. Uh, I really hope that Ohio wins, but all jokes aside, uh, I think Virginia's probably pretty safe, and I think they're the most boring brand of basketball I've ever seen. Probably takes the cake on this one. All right, Virginia it is going over Purdue, North Texas. Purdue. I like Purdue. Uh, I think Purdue's a good team. We've lost to them twice. You know, North Texas, you know, I really think they get – I mean, they got shooters, but, you know, I think Purdue's just a little bit too much for them. Um, going now – Hey, what, 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 did you, what, what did you just do, Davis? I picked Ohio State. You know, in the we 64 – we, we already <laughs> agreed that all the two seeds would win. <laughs> we didn't we, we elaborate Shut on – Shut the damn hell up. <laughs> Oklahoma State Liberty, come on. Okay. It's 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 the fighting Kate Cunningham's like come on, all right. We're just gonna go ahead and pick UNC Greensboro because we don't need to discuss. Yeah, I mean that's just I mean that's just a great team. No, I got a good feeling that you know Forest State will get out of their slump and they'll they'll get that thing going. You know what I mean? That thing going. All right, now onto the five five twelves. Everyone's favorite matchup. One hundred percent. Creighton's losing. Yeah, you are not big on Creighton. I'm nope. just. My question is, what did Creighton do to you? Georgetown? Georgetown. Georgetown. They only points. they only scored 16 points in the first half against Georgetown. 16 yeah. points. Okay, but Georgetown did that the entire turn. No, yeah, but Georgetown's a 12 and 12 if team. If you're a ranked team in a top, you know, a one to five seed in the tournament, you should not not only lose to a team like that. I mean, they were. Physically dominated in every phase of the game. They were just dominated on both sides of the floor. I mean, you know, you usually have one redeeming quality about you in a game. Creighton has no good things to take away from that game, and I don't think they're going to get it done in the tournament. All right, we're going to go to, we're going to pick Santa Barbara, another upset. Villanova Winthrop. I also picked Winthrop here. Villanova's got too many injuries, man. Two leaders of your team, two best players. That's a tough, tough one to get. I mean, right, their best, their second best player literally got injured in their last game this season. They have not had any time to adjust to losing a guy like that, really. So I'm, I'm, I'm rolling, I'm rolling with them. Uh, believe it or not, I actually also like Winthrop. Uh, Villanova. I don't know what it is about Villanova. They just I lost put, their touch. I, I've put I've put my faith in Villanova a decent bit, making these tournament brackets. Don't get me wrong, Villanova. I mean, great basketball school, but uh, most of the time they they disappoint me. I won't lie to you. And uh, Winthrop is really really is really hot. You know, they like to score a lot of points. Uh, same with Colgate. And I mean, honestly, might as well just you know just take them because. Villanova, every single time I put my faith in them, they fail me tremendously. So, might as well take take the hot hand and go with a win throw. All right, we're really liking the 12 seeds in these matchups. Always the best pick <laughs> of upsets, 5-12. All right, how do we feel about all right, Georgetown? Georgetown, 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 Georgetown. Yep. All right, Georgetown. Okay. I'm not, I will not lie to you guys, the folks at home. I have not. I was not aware Colorado had a basketball team. Yeah, apparently they do. <laughs> anyway, Tennessee, Oregon State. 
Personally, I'm going to personally say Oregon State because I like how they shoot the three. I picked Tennessee because they did play very well against Alabama. They were also, what a lot of people don't remember, at one point this year were ranked number six in the country. They're a very talented team. If they manage to put it all together, that is a dangerous team. I don't think they'll make it too far in the tournament, but I think they're going to get out of the first round personally. Well, uh, I'm now a big SEC basketball guy, as you guys have noticed this entire podcast. And uh, I'm going to betray that and say that Oregon State is actually going to advance. I watched the game with Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, you know, they they really, you know, were doing their level best, you know, let Alabama, you know, just do whatever they wanted. Tennessee made a lot of mistakes in the game. Uh, don't get me wrong, talent matters in the tournament. It really does, but talent – you know, it only gets goes so far. You know, the pandemic's really affected affected a lot of these teams' preparation. And Oregon State usually, you know, I don't like to pick Oregon teams. I'm not huge <laughs> on teams that play in the state of Oregon. But you know, right now, I don't think Tennessee is as good as that uh, that five seed would lead you to believe. And I think Oregon State uh, is probably gonna probably gonna steal one, which I'm pretty sure that means I've picked. All four Every upsets. Every 12 seed <laughs> has been picked. We'll now go to the six seeds, which we have Southern Cal versus the winner of Wichita State and Drake. Personally think whoever wins Wichita State Drake is going to beat Southern Cal. I actually also, I, if Wichita State wins, this is the same team that made a Final Four a few years ago. Yeah, they beat us. Not the same players, but same coaching staff and, you know, they know what they're doing, too. And coaches go a long way in March. They have that experience. So, I also believe Wichita State wins that. Okay. Brandon Grant still being them losing. Texas Tech, Utah State. I'm going to say it. Texas Tech. Yeah, Texas I'm Tech. I'm going to probably have to go with Texas Tech. Texas also. Tech. Sorry, Utah State. No upset for you. <clears throat> um, San Diego State, Syracuse. I pick San Diego State personally. They're they're on a very long winning streak. They right are. Now. They also play possibly the best brand of defensive basketball in the entire NCAA this this season. So uh, I have actually picked San Diego State to make it to the Elite Eight in mine. So personally, I think that's a team that can make a deep run. So obviously, I'm going to pick them. San Diego State. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. Haven't watched San Diego State play very much basketball this year. Uh, didn't really watch them play a lot of football either, but uh, I'm going to defer to you guys on this one, and I guess I'm taking San Diego State. San Diego State it is. Now we'll go over to the BYU, who plays the winner of Michigan State and UCLA. Michigan State's going to win the playing game first off because, you know, they've beaten recently two one seeds and a two seed in the past few weeks. So once Michigan State wins their playing game, I'm going to go ahead and pick them over BYU. I really don't think BYU can beat a team with Tom Izzo and a lot of great talent on their team. Been playing well recently, so I'll pick Michigan State there. All right, now it's time for the 7s and 10s. We got Oregon versus VCU. I'm just going to go ahead and say my point right now. Okay. This team plays in the state of Oregon, so I'm taking VCU. 
I agree with that, actually. I I think VCU is also a team that's made a lot of deep runs, like Wichita State has. That is true. Always a dangerous team to face. We played them in the Sweet 16 one year, and they beat us. So. Virginia Tech, Florida. I picked Virginia Tech. They're great shooters. Florida's missing their best player. Yep, he's been out the whole season. Pretty much an unfortunate injury. But. You know, it hurts me to say this. You know, Florida comes from, you know, the absolute titan that is SEC basketball. But I think Virginia Tech's probably taking this, this one. guy. We got a big matchup, possibly the biggest basketball game of the year. Shout out Robert and our friend Dawson. Um, we got Rutgers versus Clemson. Rutgers, Rutgers, Rutgers. I told you a thousand times, Rutgers by at least ten. You know, just to be the devil's advocate, I'll take Clemson. I don't actually think that, but it's okay. We got UConn versus Maryland, UConn. two very historic basketball teams. Plenty of uh, plenty of coaching experience in this tournament. UConn? I took UConn. Blake, any objections? It's weird because normally... There's no Shanaz and Napier on this UConn team or Kimball Walker. Normally I would take UConn just because of the brand with an outsider looking in perspective. Usually I would just see the brand of UConn and just immediately choose that. Lynn Bias is not on Maryland. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Well, that completely changes everything. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, uh, now that I've actually watched both of these teams play basketball, I don't know. I like Maryland. I think Maryland's a little scrappy. I don't know. I watched them play a couple games. I kind of liked it. I don't know why. But uh, I'm actually going to take Maryland in this matchup. All right, well, I'm the deciding factor, so. All right, David, who are you taking? I'm offering you 100%. Oh, come on. UConn, baby. You, you didn't even give – I couldn't even give you my Shark Tank pitch. No. I was offering you 100% stake in my pick. Maybe possibly some of the most even matchups now. The eights versus the nines. We got Oklahoma versus Missouri first. Oklahoma. Warner gets smoked in the round. No chance there. Missouri wins that game. Oklahoma's played a lot of great teams. A lot of great Oklahoma has. And they, if they can get their consistency throughout the game, they should have pretty easy win in this game. I don't think Missouri has a solid chance. Even I picked Oklahoma, yeah. if that says anything. Wisconsin versus the North Carolina Tar Heels. This is an easy one for me. Yep. Wisconsin's a good team. They yeah. have Frank the Tank. If they had him, yeah. Then I yeah, I'm British. Him, if Frank Kaminsky was on this team, way different matchup. But, but uh, I mean, the same with North Carolina and Marcus Page, they'd be a two seed at least. So, <laughs> I mean, this North Carolina is just going to bully them, man. I mean, I just, Wisconsin doesn't have the size to deal with North Carolina. And most, no team really does. But I'm going to pick North Carolina to in the words of the basketball monolith, LeVar Ball, they going to need help. they going to need help. That's right, North Carolina it is. All right, going down, we have Loyola Chicago, the most recent Cinderella's, versus the Titans out of the ACC Georgia Tech. I picked Georgia Tech as much as I hate them. Um, so... They just they just turn the ball. Yeah, they just turn you over. They too they much, they man. play it's, they play annoying defense. Yeah, they play like a one three one matching zone that switches to a two three that switches to man to man all during one possession. And when you only have a week to prepare for that at most, I mean they don't even have a week. They have four days actually since selection Sunday. You didn't have practice on Sunday, no. so they have four days to prepare for this. They haven't played a team from. 
large conference like Georgia Tech that is also, unfortunately, our champions uh, of our, you know, wonderful ACC conference. But uh, I'm going to pick Georgia Tech on this one. Georgia yeah, Tech. I mean, you said it, Georgia Tech, super opportunistic on defense. And, you know, they also have the next Michael Jordan, according yeah, to I mean, Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. That man. Ooh. Jose Alvarado. That, like, some people are just meant to be together, and Jay Billis <laughs> and uh, Jose Alvarado, they're just – I, I think they're be. getting married next week. I hope he doesn't have a wife. Yeah. Well, dude, Jose Alvarado is lucky the tournament wasn't in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> we got – now for our last one, we have LSU versus St. Bonaventure. LSU. I, I think LSU, yes, they lost by one to Alabama, but they showed, you know, the country who LSU is. They have, you know, those two really good players, Watford, I'm trying to remember the other guy's name, who are also who's also very good. I like LSU. I actually have LSU going to the Sweet 16. LSU, like Um Yeah, honestly, uh, LSU – LSU, they, they impressed me. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought they were going to get smoked by Arkansas, but shows how much I know about college basketball. That's going to be a recurring theme. Uh, you know, LSU, you know, SEC basketball, uh, not really a huge I mean, basketball brand. I mean, they've had a, they had a decent bit of players come out. Julius Randle, I mean, notable. It's Kentucky. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Shag. Shag. Some, some stinker that plays for the Sixers now. Named, <laughs> my man's named, Pistol Pete. Named, named Ben Simmons, some stinker. Pistol he, Pete Maravich, man. You know, I think Anthony Davis played for LSU, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Michael yeah. Kidd. Last Bill time Chris. I checked, Michael Jordan. Also Tyron played Matthew there. is also the star basket. Yeah, I mean football <laughs> players. I can name. I think. I think really? they had Pat Pete on there. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Uh, I think yeah. played point guard for them last year. I mean, they're DBU. I mean, that's the only thing that matters. Great. I guess we're not getting in that, anyways. <laughs> All right. All right. Back up to the ones we got: Gonzaga and Oklahoma. Gonzaga. Now I'm gonna say this though: is that Oklahoma can make this an interesting game. They have beaten some good teams this year. They did beat Alabama by five. Yes, they did. They they went off. They went off, without their two best players. They did that too. Don't forget that two best players were sitting out with injuries, and they beat Alabama. They beat. They beat. They did beat West Virginia twice. They could make this an interesting game, but I don't see them winning. I see it being closer than people think it will be. Yeah. Gonzaga it is. Maybe if Blake Griffin and Trey Young used a couple of years of their eligibility just to come back, maybe Oklahoma would have a Buddy shot. Buddy Hield comes back too. <laughs> maybe you know. <laughs> But other than that, yeah, Gonzaga's most likely taking that one. The the Baylor Teddy Bears versus the Tart Heels. All right. This is a very interesting matchup. So I, I've gone back and forth on this. I've picked three brackets so far. I have picked Baylor in two. You want to pick UNC. I, I know you I do. Really Justify do. your UNC pick. Put yourself out there. Besides, besides rebounding, just that, that's that's the reason. That's I it, mean, right there. Like, dude. Okay. What about you, the shooting of Baylor? Jared yeah, Butler. They, I have great players. I I look. I picked Baylor in two of my brackets, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with Baylor here. But I I do think they're gonna be in for a dog fight. I think North Carolina is gonna give them all they can handle, which is a good thing for Baylor because you know that's type of game they need maybe to wake up and see that they're not unbeatable, really. Just like Gonzaga is not, but North Carolina could make this game close. They could even win with the way they they play basketball and great defense. Obviously, the rebounding I've mentioned that about a hundred times so far. But I mean, that's just the reason. But I'll pick Baylor here. All right, Baylor it is. Yep, sounds like Baylor is the consensus. 
All right, we got the Fighting Illini versus the Ramblin' Rex. This is an easy. Like, game. come on, Illinois! Like, shit. We got the 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 Turdy team from Michigan versus the the True Tigers of LSU. This is the only other one eight I've gone back and forth on. I I do I do like LSU because Michigan is missing their best player. They are, but. It's still Michigan. I mean, we've seen a lot of good stuff out of them this year. You know, Jim Harbaugh is not their coach in basketball. Well, that's a good thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think I personally am t- I've taken Michigan in this game. So I was just informed that Julius Randle did not, in fact, play for LSU in <laughs> college. Uh, I just learned that literally in the past 10 minutes. Uh, that doesn't change my pick. You know, I don't like the University of Michigan, you know, khaki pants. Pretty sure I've voiced that pretty often, but – you know, as they said, he doesn't coach basketball, so I'm taking Michigan. All right. As much as I hate Michigan, I guess we'll have to pick them. Shout out Dave Portnoy. <sighs> Dave Portnoy is going to love our bracket. We're probably going to hate it here in a second. All right. Iowa versus VCU. Luca Garza and the White Boys versus yeah, VCU. Iowa. All right, Iowa. All right. Is that that real good, gritty – Hard down to the bone, Dwayne Washington Jr. Y'all lost to Rutgers. EJ Deladell. No, we beat him. Was e- it close? Uh, I don't think so. Um, EJ Liddell, you know, just suing. Come on, baby. I've picked Ohio State to go to the final four in a few of my brackets, so I'm going to take Ohio State here, obviously. I don't really think I have to, have to say my pick. Uh, Virginia Tech, you know, don't really know a lot about the brand of basketball they play. I just know they're not as good as Ohio State, so we're going to pick Ohio State. Ohio State is. We got Butkers versus Houstonian. Houston. Houston, they're just hot, baby. I like Houston. Great defense. Absolutely smoke Cincinnati in their championship. All right, UConn versus Alabama. I'm liking UConn. I don't know why. I just like them. Uh, I said last time Alabama's at least down by 15 and a half. Okay, but that doesn't matter, David. Okay, they just keep up in the ante, it's part of the game plan. I'm telling you, but uh, I said last time, uh, I don't know why I don't like UConn this year for some reason. I don't know, maybe it's that dumb mascot they got. I don't know, I don't know, something I don't know. Just something about it, you know, Alabama. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm aware of Alabama's shortcomings on the basketball court. Uh, let's just say Devontae Smith is not, is not you know, strapping up the Jordans to play this game. But, but, but uh, I do like Alabama in this game despite, you know, their shortcomings. And I do think that Alabama will have a little bit more pep in their step in the tournament. And hopefully they won't go down by like 50 at halftime like they seem to love doing. I'm going to say this. UConn's a great tournament team. UConn is a very good tournament team. I also don't think this tournament is all going to be chalk. No way. And I think this is the closest round of 32 matchup for the seeds of one and two seeds. So I'm going to pick UConn to win this game. UConn it is, baby. My only rebuttal to that is that last time I checked, UConn does not play in the SEC. All I'm going to say is that in the wise words of LeVar Ball, he going to need help. All right, on to the three seeds now. <clears throat> Where are they? From Kansas versus the winner of Wichita State Drake. Kansas. Kansas. Kansas, easy enough. Uh, we had a three-seed upset in the first round, so we'll go with 
go to the Colgate and Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Thinking Texas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. 100%. Thinking Texas Tech. Mac McClung, baby, the highlight machine. Believe oh, yeah, not, baby. I just learned Colgate played basketball during this podcast, and I now love Colgate for no reason. So now I'm taking Colgate. They make great toothpaste. Yeah. I don't believe those are the same individuals, but but I do, in fact, like Colgate for no reason. It's not going to matter because David picked Texas Tech, but I just like everybody at home to know. No. Oh, he did not. A a, a shocking change of events. I'm sorry. I think Colgate's our Cinderella. They all have the highlight machine, Mr. Hoops Media himself, <laughs> Matt McClung. Yeah, but you know, you know who the Texas highest... Tech does not have Cade Cunningham. Yeah, so. okay, but Texas or Oklahoma State also doesn't have the highest flying white boy in the country, <laughs> Matt McClung, baby. I mean, come on, this dude's a legend, bro. He's a legend at Georgetown High School legend. Anywho, all I'm going to say is uh, David's going to be torn. Uh, between Colgate and uh, who their matchup's going to be here in this here in this next segment, but uh, David, continue, please. We got West Virginia versus uh, San Diego State. San Diego State. I'm on. I'm big on the Aztecs in this tournament. I told y'all I have them in the Elite Eight. So, um, I mean, I'm probably just going to take the chalk here. I said. I said before. I don't really know a lot about San Diego State uh, basketball wise. Don't really know a lot of them. A lot about, you know, the university in general. But uh, I don't know. I've seen West Virginia play a couple games. Um, doesn't Don't seem bad. Seem like they could probably get this done. Uh, believe it or not, I would most likely defer to Brandon on this. But for some reason, I like West Virginia. All right. I guess I'll be the deciding pick. This is the only time that I'll probably ever pick against this team in this bracket. I will go with San Diego State. I agree. Anywho. Texas, and we're thinking Michigan State's going to win, so it'll be Texas yes. versus Michigan State. Michigan State, dangerous team. Michigan State's a very dangerous team, but Texas but is a very hot I'm, team. I'm going with Texas. I like Texas. This is not 2009 National Championship, Alabama versus Texas. Longhorn Nation, we're back. We're back. Texas it is, baby. Hug them horns, hug them horns. All right, we got... Santa Barbara versus. Uh, Don't think that. I think they're going to beat Creighton. Don't think they're going to beat Virginia. Virginia. God, I hope not, but Virginia. Right, you're going to get to watch them get smoked in the Sweet 16 at least. Yeah, I hope. Winthrop so. versus Purdue. I'm just going to outright say it. I like Purdue because Purdue's got the, size, the big man, the size, baby. <laughs> bigger players, baby. It's this, seemingly on this podcast we have a we have an aversion to picking. Feed it inside, size. baby. Uh, you know, I do. I like Purdue. I like the Boilermakers. I think they're pretty darn good at basketball, from what I've seen. Uh, you know, they gave Ohio State a pretty good run for their money this year. This year yeah. uh, Ohio State's pretty darn good basketball team. That would, by the laws of transitive property, that would in fact make Purdue a pretty darn good basketball team. So I'm also picking Purdue. Purdue, it is, baby. Let's get it. All right, all ready for these. Uh, let me. All right. Georgetown, FSU. You already know who I'm picking. God, Florida State. Normally, I'd go with the team that has more swagger in Georgetown. But I watched FSU absolutely just play an embarrassing showing in the ACC title. I, I That was just not good. Turning the ball over. It was basically like they had 
coconut oil on their hands. The ball was flying everywhere. It was going around the floor. They just I, had some popcorn. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody was somebody was baking a cake or something. Forgot to wash their hands. But uh, you know, I absolutely you know, Florida State. I think they have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They got something to prove. You know, as Brandon said, a lot of people last year thought Florida State was the team to beat before you know COVID and all stuff like that. Uh, and I think that uh, Florida State will, in fact, win this one, Amen. despite Patrick Ewing calling out the staff at Madison Square They got some swagger, but they don't have the sick new blood masks we do, bro. Those things are cool as shit. <laughs> all right, so we got – so for our last 4-12 and 12 matchup, we have the fighting Cade Cunninghams versus Oregon State. I got the Cade Cunningham. Oklahoma on. State, baby. I'm taking Cade Cunningham. Long way in this tournament. You're Pick on me. Up. Yes, sir. Y'all – Y'all are gonna be. He's a kid. I'm a man. Y'all are gonna yeah. be really torn with this next matchup. But I'm also what I've learned about that man. I'm going to refer to him as Mama. Batman. There goes that bad man. man. That's a <laughs> as bad Stephen man, A. Smith man. loves to say about Aaron Rodgers, that is a bad man. That's a bad man. Cade Cunningham wins it for Oklahoma State. All right, now we got. The Zags versus the Zero Fundamentals. Chance. Zero chance. I will I game. will say for the upteenth time, God, I hope Gonzaga wins. And All Gonzaga. right. We got the Fighting Choo Choo Trains versus the Teddy Bears. Zero chance that Purdue wins this game. Uh, you know, I mean, Purdue's got size, but Vital on uh, on Baylor, he's, that's a big man. He's a hustle guy, too. I mean, big man. Rebounds. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan of rebounds. We got the fighting. <laughs> we got the fighting Illini versus the fighting Kate Cunningham's. Okay. This is I've gone back and forth in brackets between this. I picked Illinois to win one. I picked Illinois to win twice actually this game. So I, I'm gonna go Illinois here. But my other bracket, I can see this happening because, being honest, Baylor and Illinois same level team pretty much i would say and oklahoma state beat them that's a bad man right it's a bad man he's a bad man usually in tournaments from what i've experienced in my life you know kimball walker shabazz napier don't want to bet against a bad man but illinois also has a bad man named ao donsumu and Kofi Coburn, so I'm going to go with Illinois here. Illinois it is. Yeah, I'm going to have to also go with Illinois. Yeah. It's a close game. Though. This one might tear one of our audience members. we got Florida State versus that team up north. Been waiting for this. Been waiting a long time for this one. Uh, you know, since our Elite Eight matchup a few years ago, lost by two points. Um, you know, I've been waiting for this. I don't want to say I'm happy Isaiah Livers isn't playing in the tournament, but I am. We would ne- we would never advocate for injuries on this podcast. Never. But for Brandon's sake, it is a very, very good thing that he's not playing. I'm rolling with the Knowles, baby. Let's go, New Bloods. Uh I don't I don't like Michigan, obviously as a university in general. I'm never sorry, like Dave. The state. Sorry, Dave Portnoy. But uh uh, I also don't like them as a basketball team this year. I don't know. I haven't really shown me the pizzazz. You know, they don't got the swagger of Georgetown. You know, I don't know, man. I like Florida State in this matchup. And, you know. Hunter Dickinson, small boy. God, I hope. I got I hope Michigan doesn't win. But if they do, they'll probably just get clapped in the next round. So. <laughs> All right, now to the two seeds. 
Iowa versus Kansas. I I think Kansas. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. Run it up. One thing I will say about this matchup. This ain't no football game either. That is true. I mean, if this was a football game, I'm taking Iowa outright. There's a reason why reason why Les Miles was relieved of his yeah, duties. But uh but uh also, I mean Kansas, you know, basket basketball school basically. I mean, football Basically. football is an afterthought. I mean, Les Miles tried to go there. He ate a bunch of grass, basically consisted of his entire diet. And uh, he's probably going to throw some of that up trying to watch, you know, Kansas play this game. And I'm probably going to take Iowa, honestly. Wow, interesting pick. Iowa's trash, Kansas. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'm, I'm – I'm the one apparently Luca Garza stand on this podcast. Luca Garza I'm has not. the ugliest shot. Not. I'm sorry, he is clumsy. Of the guys, I give him the Wooden Award. Of the guys up for that Wooden Award, man. I'm just to say this: Luca Garza's been dominated every time he's faced another great big man. Uh, Io Donsumu or Jared Butler, my picks for that. You know, either one can't go wrong. All so. right, now we got the fighting. Um, oh, Colgate. Okay, yeah. Oh, Colgate's gonna have a Dwayne Washington Jr. My man's just too much. EJ EJ Liddell probably goes zero for four from three, but we still win it somehow because you know. Man, do they make good toothpaste? But man, they just—they're gonna be needing to brush their teeth after that cutting. Yeah, I just yeah, I just don't really see Colgate pulling that one out. The San Diego State. Versus the Houstonians. I'm still rolling with the Warriors, baby. Let's Warriors? Aztecs. Aztecs all the way. We're going We're going there with them. Riding them hot. You know what? This is why, too. Houston lost their best scorer and best player midseason when he transferred to, you know, the one and only Florida State Seminoles. But, but uh, you know, I'm going to – another reason I'm going to pick San Diego State here. Um, didn't like San Diego State in the last matchup. Means I really don't like them now. Uh, I'm gonna, probably going to take Houston. You and, know, I'm all about a Cinderella story, baby. You know, I always love that small team that goes a little way. But, uh, Houston's a very good team, and I think for this matchup. The win streak, though. The hot. Cinderella story continues, yes, baby. Yes, sir. As for our last matchup. Texas. We got some Texas. We got Sam Ellinger running point guard for Texas. Texas. Once again, didn't like UConn before in the past two matchups. I'm going to have to agree with that, Texas. I really is. don't like them now. All right. Now that we are into the, what is this, the Elite Eight? Yes. Elite yeah, eight. I'm not even going to bother with this first game. Okay. I'm just going to say Gonzaga. We'll skip that one. We'll think about that one. We got Illinois versus San Diego State. See, all right. See, the Cinderella story's been really nice and all, but, you know, the, the slipper it's, it's is, gotta come is to not going to fit. It's got to come to an end. So we're going we're gonna to take it here for me. We're going to go back up. How do we feel about Baylor versus Ohio State? I've called this upset a few times. If you would really call it an upset, I don't think. But. Baylor's been really good all year. This is a really tough game to pick. And for that reason, I'm going to go with Ohio State. So, talking about this game, you know, I've watched Baylor play. Baylor's an amazing team. They're a dominant team. Ohio State has the grit. I'm being biased right now. I love my team. We got Dookie players coming off the bench that, you know, do 
sometimes play good. Yeah, they have mullet man on Baylor. That is true. But if Kyle Young is good for the tournament and he plays like he did against Michigan in the first half, in the words of LeVar Ball, what are they going to need, Blake? They're going to need help. They're going to need help. And I'm picking Michigan State. Psych. Honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, not that my pick really matters. No. Because I've, Shut been, up. Uh, I've been overshown. I was going to pick Ohio State anyways before I was rudely interrupted. But, you know, it's okay. Cause my All right. We have a unanimous across the board for Texas to win this game. I'm liking Shaka Smart's Longhorns, baby. They did win their conference championship. Hook them horns. Book up them Seminoles. Shout out Scott Wayne. You just took an L to Scotty Barnes, baby. I'm picking Florida State. I'm just being honest here, bro. Uh, Hook them horns. They have another bad game. They ate popcorn before the game, and Texas is too much. Do they have Kevin Durant? Small. Small. No, that's my question. No, they don't. Yes, they do actually. Apparently, have Kevin I am. Durant. He came back for a couple more years of eligibility. Apparently, for the first time, I am now the deciding vote. Now, Welcome. normally I would go with the meme and take Texas a hundred out of a hundred times. Hook them. But Hook em. I think Florida State is probably mad. I think there was a lot of there was a lot of throwing of objects in that locker room probably after that loss to Georgia Tech. I'm pretty sure they got a big chip on their shoulder. And you know, usually I'd say Longhorn Nation were back. But unfortunately, we're probably not, and I'm going with Florida State. It's a horrible thing. Down to the final four, baby. <laughs> for all the marbles, this is this is for to get into the big one. Oh, we're not winning this game. All right, <laughs> Brandon is Brandon is no. selling his team down the river. No, I love my Seminoles, baby, but next season is going to be our, our chance to win the <laughs> national title. And the wise words of every South Carolina football fan, there's always next year. <laughs> oh, we got number two recruiting class coming in, the best transfer in the country. Look, yeah. Next year's the title run for all my Seminole look, fans. Before there. anyone says anything about this next matchup, let me let me just talk about my Buckeyes. Illinois. Let me just, no. talk, about, let me just talk about my Buckeyes. Hold on a second. Kyle Young will be back. We'll have a fully healthy team if we make it all the way. Yes, Illinois will be healthy too. All the two times that we've lost to them, they've all been close. You know, we didn't have Kyle Young in the Big Ten Championship. He was a very, you know, he's playing great at that time. It's like, no, I'm not. I have a question for you. Did yeah. you guys recently sign any player that's big enough to defend Kofi Coburn? No, but we we do know how to get Kofi Coburn into foul trouble, as he did have four fouls on again on him while playing us in the points did he have? Um, Let me get that exact number for you I mean, real I'm, quick. I'm a little interested in this. He had 16. Okay, how many rebounds? He had nine in total. Okay, so y'all can't defend him. How many did A.O. Donson have? Ao Donson rebounds or no point? points. That's the sixteen. Okay, and then their star freshman player. How many did he have here? Which one? Um, he is Frazier. No, Carbello. Carbello had sixteen. He was a bench okay. player. Yeah, he's a good player too. Exactly. You don't have a bench. That's why it's you. Know, I Illinois can continue their runs when they have their bench on the floor because but we have we have we have. The Ivy League Player of the Year, Seth Pounds. I'm sorry, my man's, but 
Look, I, I know, I know what y'all are gonna say. David, you know, I've really enjoyed. I, your I know it. home before you say, I know what y'all are gonna say. I know what y'all are gonna say. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna pick Illinois because you hate me. No, I picked y'all together. No, final four, man. Okay. I know what y'all are saying, but if you look at the first time that we played Illinois, I can't remember. I think we beat them by seven. Yeah, we we played great basketball, and I think the. Basketball for Ohio State is the best to come. Dwayne Washington is playing some of his best basketball, and he's going into the tournament hot from three-point land. Three-point land. And Justice Suing just came off of one of his best games against Illinois as well, dropping 22. Like I said, we get Kyle Young back, who was a very key player to us. You know, E.J. Liddell is going to get it going early in the tournament and not go 0 for 7 from three-point land because he can get Kofi Coburn out of the paint, get his feet moving, and get him in foul trouble. See, what I'm going to mention here is that, yes, y'all did beat Illinois, but do you know the team that you played in your Elite Eight matchup also beat Illinois this season by double digits? The Baylor Bears. I don't know they actually played. Yeah, they did. They played early this year, and Baylor won. Oh, yeah, they did win by 13. So, we, I mean, if we want to go back and change that one, just because no, Baylor, Baylor going to need I mean, help. Like, but no, seriously, like, yes, Ohio State's a great team, but this run's going to end in the final four. As I said, as I said previously, David, I've enjoyed listening to your TED Talk. You know, I didn't know I clicked on this YouTube video, but apparently I had to sit through it. Uh, But basically, don't get me wrong, I see the scenario in which Ohio State does beat Illinois. But unfortunately, as... Both teams do know Lucas Oil Stadium very well. That's true. As Doctor Strange said, there's only one scenario. Can't say that he's canceled. In which that happens, which will not happen, and I'm yeah, going with that's Illinois. What I'm saying. Also, we can revisit that other Final Four matchup. I mean, not really, but no, <laughs> we can talk no, no, no. about it a little bit. You know what I mean? All yeah. right, the biggest game of the year, the one for all the marbles, baby. It comes Wait, down I, to I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually interested, Brandon. I'm actually interested. As you said, that right. we, we could revisit, revisit this other Final Four matchup. In a perfect world, and Florida State plays You're the say greatest... What would it require for us to win? Florida State... What type of game do you think Florida State has to play in order to beat Gonzaga? I'm going to say this. What we need to do is we got a lot of guys on this team that can run with the basketball. We got very The fast break teams. has been very, very effective for y'all. It has. I haven't seen as much of it this year. We've beaten Gonzaga before. We did in the Sweet 16, and we beat them by almost 20 points. This is a different Gonzaga. I know it is. This is a different Florida State team, too. That team did exactly what I'm speaking of. Cause turnovers, disrupt their offense, take it in transition. You don't ever have to face a set defense in transition, do you? Just go in. We got athletic guys, man. We got a 6'9 point guard next Magic Johnson. Um, this know. is this is an audio-only podcast. Currently, as Brandon is saying this, David is acting like he's asleep. Um Basically, yeah. Uh, Florida State, don't get me wrong, they're athletic enough. In the words of LeVar Ball, what is Florida State going to need, Blake? They're probably going to need some help, but they can get it on the defensive end of the floor because Florida State does, in fact, play pretty damn good defense. Hey, for all my Bulls fans out there, we can sign Patrick Williams back for a year of eligibility for this game, too. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, all right, probably not, but yeah. but, if, but if they did, 
it still wouldn't mean anything because yeah, Gonzaga's still. I, even, I can't be a homer <laughs> enough to take us in this game still. Well, Ryan, it comes down to all the marbles. Better bet your 401k on this game, 401k on this bracket, all your money, earnings, everything. Your next, Not only. Next seven paychecks, your house, your car, your, your you know, grandmother's pension. Not only will I tell you the winner. I will tell you the exact score. All right. All right, who's your winner? I'm getting the extra money here, huh? Gonzaga. Yep. Final score, 63-59. So we have Gonzaga as the unanimous winner of the national title for yeah. bracket. Yeah. For a 63-59 W. I'm going to go a little bit higher scoring than he is. Okay. Because these are both great offenses. They're very great offenses. I picked it as 88-83 Gonzaga in the, in the final. And only that much separation because I believe Illinois is going to miss their game-tying attempt three. Foul Gonzaga. Gonzaga gets their two free throws, and they win by five. I'm gonna go against. I'm gonna go in between both of you. Now I'm gonna say Gonzaga seventy nine, Illinois seventy four. So basically, we just played the prices right on this podcast. But uh, the reason why I'm going for a little bit lower of a score, uh, one reason I have no idea what I'm talking about. Second reason is that. <laughs> second reason is that. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the the pressure, you know, gets on you in the tournament. I feel like these these offenses they're going to play a little bit more conservatively than they usually do. They're going to try to set the tempo, you know, get their legs under them. Um, you know, I changed my score, you know, a little bit, but you know, basically, you know, I'm just stuck in my ways and I'm stubborn, so I'm going to stay with the score that I'm going with. Okay, we're going with my score because I'm in control of the keyboard. All right, well, they're so directly in the middle of me and Blake, so. Yeah, I guess we're, we're going with the yeah. median score, I guess. Do we want to enter to win the Acura? Of course we do. I know. We just told everybody that listened to this podcast to bet their house on us. We should probably, I think that would be a little bit, uh, a little bit, uh, you know, disingenuous if we didn't also bet our house on us. This is, this is very true. You got to lead by example. But, uh, you know, just as a little bit of a closeout, a nice little fun one. Uh, if you could pick a team to win that was not your favorite team, so no FSU for Brandon, no Alabama for me, no Ohio State for David, what team in a perfect world that is not your team do you want to win the national championship? Illinois. Do I want to win? Um, Illinois. Why, why do you want Illinois to win, David? They're playing their best basketball. Um, I think they're obviously the best team in the Big Ten. Also never uh, won a title. I, I, lo- I like Illinois. They have a great team. You know, great role players coming off the bench. You, know, so you could argue that their best player comes off the bench. Um, Kofi Coburn, baby. Like, come on now. He's seven foot one. He's seven foot Nigerian. He's a big dude. I'm going to say this. If it's not my team, I, will, I actually want Baylor to win because when Scott Drew took over the Baylor program, they had just had one of their players murder one of his teammates on their team. They had payment problems, you know, illegal payments. They were in a lot of deep crap. And not only has he transformed them into a good program, they've, been, they've produced a lot of great people, and they haven't won a championship. 
They haven't even been to the final four under Scott Drew, even with all the consistent success. I would like to see Baylor win the championship if it weren't for Florida State. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, After that, you know, actual, you know, good take. Mine's going to seem a little bit ridiculous. But a team I would love to see win, not only for the memes, not only for the social media presence, but just being able to call him that man one more time. Oklahoma State, if they were to win, would mean the it's world to me. It's not Oklahoma State. It's Cade Cunningham. Okay, well, if Cade Cunningham won, all right, everybody everybody listening, it would mean the world to me because, once again, I would have the privilege and the honor of calling him that man. All right, everybody, this has been the Coaches Don't Play. What are you, what are you talking about there? I was going to, you know, mention, you know, Probably one of the best future Hall of Famer for sure, patent pinned. Y'all probably already know our good man Drew Brees just retired from the oh, NFL. Yeah, of course. Great man, great football player. You know, you hate to see him go. Our thoughts and prayers go out to Robert as he has to watch his Saints next year without Drew Brees. Um, who knows who's going to be their starting quarterback. Uh, um, apparently, apparently, they're going to you know, restructure Taysom Hill's contract. You're going to see a lot of quarterback power, apparently. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Drew Brees, one of my favorite quarterbacks growing up. Uh, a lot of a lot of people our age in that, uh, that 20-ish age bracket grew up, you know, watching watching some of the greatest ever do it, throw the pigskin around, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, you know, Big Ben if you're Brandon, you know, all those guys, you know. Definitely not Matt Ryan. That guy's trash. Okay, all right. Leave Only Matt Ryan out of this, all right. All right, Matt Ryan doesn't deserve this, even though he deserves everything that he gets. But still, Drew Brees, you know, loved to, loved to you know, watch him, even though most of the time he was torching my favorite team's defense. Uh, you know, not a huge fan of Sean Payton, but a pretty good, pretty big fan of Drew Brees, and I think he had a damn good career by most people's standards. Hate to see him go, but some love to watch him leave, baby. Watch him leave, baby. (laughs) Just gonna put this out of here. The Patriots are making move in free agency. We just signed another player, wide receiver, might I add. So we're not just rebuilding, baby. We are reloading. Super Cam is back, and you, you, (laughs) you will see us go nine and seven this year. So did the gun jam last year? Like what happened? (laughs) So, yeah, so basically they tried putting 9mm into a forty-five, oh, okay. and the bullet was, you know, too small. So basically what happened is Cam Newton said, I forgot how to throw a football. Okay. And so they were like, well, it's third and 19. We're just going to run that halfback draw with Bald CMC, Rex Burkett. Here you go. So, uh. All right, everybody. This has been the Coaches Don't Play Sports Podcast. I've been your host, Blake Zeller, joined by my co-host, David Cherub and Brandon Wayne. You can find us anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Buzzsprout, all those good things. YouTube channel probably pending. I've said that, you know. In the last couple podcasts. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit lazy, but it's fine. All right, everybody. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll probably be back, you know, pretty soon. Talk about some NFL free agency. David just teased that, but hopefully there won't be any more Patriots propaganda in our next podcast. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good one. See ya. <laughs>